Some people are resistant to the idea of seeing a counselor. They don't see the need for it, and they certainly can't see how it could benefit from going to counseling. Well, if you know someone like this, or if you are someone like this, then this episode is for you. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. Not everyone is comfortable with the idea of going to counseling. As a pastoral counselor, I see it all the time. It's a regular occurrence to have a spouse come into my office and say, I wanted my spouse to come with me, but they just wouldn't do it. Or I've seen couples come into my counseling office where it's clear that one of them has a drug problem, meaning that spouse was drug into counseling, and it's clear that they're not happy to be there. And I've had people who were clearly embarrassed or ashamed to come to counseling because it made them feel like they were somehow defective. But I've also had personal experience with this. I have a heart for those who, for some reason, don't want to come to counseling because I once was one of them. Back when I was in grad school, I came home one evening and I told my wife, I am not going into the library to study tonight. I'm not going to research or write papers. I'm not even going into work. I'm going to stay home and hang out with you and the kids. Now, I expected her to respond with some overwhelming show of support and gratitude. But instead, she gave me an emotionless blank stare and said these words, It doesn't matter, because when you're here, you're not here. In that instance, my heart dropped. My marriage was in deep weeds, and I didn't even know it. And what made it worse was I was studying marriage and family counseling in grad school at the time. Obviously, I wasn't getting it. So at that point, I had to swallow my pride. I had to call some friends of ours who were marriage and family counselors in our church. And I remember the embarrassment and uncertainty I felt walking into that counseling office for the first time. So I can relate to some people who resist coming to counseling. Now, what are some of the reasons people are hesitant or even resistant to go to counseling? Well, first, there's stereotypes. Unfortunately, there are stereotypes related to counseling. And so the only view some people get is what they see on TV or in movies. They imagine a counselor who's going to stare at them unnervingly while writing down notes on things that they find strange. They expect the counselor to say things like, well, how does that make you feel? Or tell them, tell me about your mother. In short, they expect the counselor and the counseling experience to be awkward and invasive. Now, counseling can feel a little awkward and invasive at first, in the beginning. But you will quickly find that for the most part, counseling is more like having a conversation with someone you trust and someone who can help you sort things out and come to your own conclusions. But there's not only stereotypes, there are stigmas. Some people have these stigmas about going to counseling. They feel like people who go to counseling go because they're weak at best or crazy at worst. I find this especially true with many people of faith. Not only do they worry about the stigma of being crazy and going to counseling, but they see going to counseling as a lack of faith. Now, nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, it takes a great degree of health and strength and even faith to admit that you could use some help with something. I mean, even the Apostle Paul in the New Testament pointed out that when we admit to our weaknesses, then God can show himself strong. We don't experience this stigma in any other area when we ask for help. 
We don't experience it when we ask help from teachers or friends or physicians or, or the, even the people at Lowe's and Home Depot. So why should we experience the stigma related to counseling? But there's not only stereotypes and stigma, there is suspicion. Some people resist going to counseling because they're just suspicious of counselors. They're afraid the counselor's going to get inside their head and twist their thinking or change their values or tell them that there's something wrong with them. But in reality, the counselor is there to work for you. They are there to help you figure out what's important to you and what you want to do and what that will take. Yes, there may be some times when the counselor may present you with some different ways of looking at things, but that's just to give you a broad range of views and options from which to choose. The counselor's there to work for you. Now, let me give you one quick disclaimer here. The one time when a counselor will be intrusive is when the counselee expresses thoughts or desires for self-harm or for harming others. Then the counselor will intervene for the sake of safety. But other than that, this counselor is working for you. And then there's self-sufficiency. There are people who resist going to counseling because they feel like they should be able to handle things themselves. They should be able to fix it themselves. Now, maybe they were taught to be self-sufficient when they were growing up. Maybe they struggle about being too prideful to ask for help. But if you think about it, there's a lot of areas in life where we don't feel like we have to be self-sufficient. Car repair, home repair, educating your children, medical issues. In none of these do we feel like we need to be self-sufficient. And besides, if you could have fixed your issue yourself, you'd have already done it. You wouldn't continue to wrestle with the same problem. You'd have taken care of it yourself. So if it's still there, that probably means you need help. Going to a counselor is no different than going to your dentist or your mechanic or your CPA. The counselor is there to help you figure out what's going on and help you decide what you want to do about it. And in my experience, I have found that most people already know, or at least have a pretty good guess, about what's going on and what they need to do, even before they come into the counseling office. They just need to talk it through with someone who will be objective and can help them clarify their thoughts and verify their options. So, if you're trying to decide whether you should go to counseling or not, know these two things. First, not everyone needs to see a counselor. I believe that having a strong support system of family and friends, co-workers, or a church can go a long way to help you find the help and the health you need in most situations. But second, for those times when you need something more than your best efforts or more than the support and advice of friends, you should not be embarrassed or ashamed to talk things through with a counselor. In fact, I believe when you finally do, you'll probably wonder why you waited so long. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Quick Counsel. Hope you found it helpful. We always encourage you to share this, to subscribe, to leave a comment, to leave a rating. But we're glad you're here and hope you keep coming back. You can keep finding me at brettleg.com as well as Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And I look forward to being with you on the next episode of Quick Counsel. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.